BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey Kreppel, full-time YouTuber, part-time preschool teacher, and now the host of the podcast Circle Time. Join me every week as me and my guests mix the childlike wonder and conversational openness and acceptance of preschool that we're all nostalgic for with the realism, honesty, and wisdom baked into adulthood. With classroom-structured roots, we'll rehash standout moments of day-to-day life, dive into buzzy pop culture moments, and really just get to know each other on a deeper level. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Kreppel and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Time. <laughs> Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick-Brown, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to RealPod for an episode that I've been wanting to record for the longest time, but also have been like putting it off because I wanted to say everything that I'm feeling and I want it to be a good episode. But it's so funny. So I've recorded this actually twice. I've literally come into the studio and recorded the full episode and then listened back to it and been like, no, I hate it and like trashed it. And then I was like, let me try to record it at home in my office and maybe I'll feel a little less pressure and I won't be as stiff and like I will record it. And then I also didn't like that one. And so then I just kind of like kicked it to the side for a bit. But now it is resurfacing and coming back. It's so funny. I was actually sparked by seeing Olivia Rodrigo's performance at the VMAs and she was serving so much cleave. And I was like, you look so hot. Good for you. And also like, wait, Googling, how old is she? And being like, I can't believe I know it's not an age thing, but that is one of the complexes I struggle with. So I can talk more about that. But I'm like, I'm 26 and I forget what her age was, but it's that's so weird to be like getting older and be like, she's so much younger than me. But anyways, I was inspired by Olivia Rodrigo's boobs. So shout out to Olivia Rodrigo and her boobs. That is why we're recording this episode today. I have struggled with feeling sexy, allowing myself to be sexy, dress sexy. And it wasn't always like this. Growing up definitely had a bit more of like 
a kick to me, like a spice, I guess, especially in high school and in college, you know, when there was like a college party and we were dressing as schoolgirls, like I was right there dressing like a Saudi schoolgirl. Like I was in it. I think I had confidence with guys and like crushes and pursuing them. I definitely had confidence in like myself and what I brought to the table. And it's so wild to be in a place now where I feel like I don't have that anymore. And I really feel like the reason is it's a few things, but I think the biggest thing was recovering and healing from my binge eating. I had to kind of separate myself from my body. And so I did a lot of like, you're more than your body and let's be body neutral and let's not even focus on our bodies. I don't weigh myself. I'm like, I'm not going to look at my body in the mirror. You know, I stopped mirror checking. I stopped just looking at my body as an object or a thing at all. I tried to just pretend like I don't have a body. Let me just be my head and my mind. And that was very helpful when I was recovering from all my body image issues and my issues with food. So I don't have regrets about that. However, when you're practicing something like body neutrality, which for anyone who's not familiar with that, essentially, instead of viewing your body as good or bad, you just view it as a body and you just find gratitude for the fact that it is a body and it allows you to do these amazing things in life, but you don't actually look at it and compliment the way it looks. So I think I really did create that separation between myself and being in my skin. And what happened as a result of that is I also lost touch with being in my body in the good ways, like in the divine feminine energy ways where you feel in touch with your sexuality and like your sexiness. And it wasn't until I did my boudoir shoot before my wedding. So a boudoir shoot is, I don't know the like exact definition. It's called a boudoir shoot, but you take like sexy hot pics for your partner and then you give it to them on your wedding. And I'd like always wanted to do one once again, back to my younger self who used to like love watching the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Like I, if anything, was at 14 or 15, like thinking about what it means to look and be sexy, although it ended up becoming very toxic. So I'm doing the boudoir shoot and I remember feeling so nervous, like I'm going to pose in lingerie in front of this camera and like I feel so awkward and like how do I like I don't know how to not smile in pictures. I feel like I'm just like a bubbly type, cheery type, not like a sultry, sexy like model face. I'm doing this photo shoot and I loved my photographer, Margot. I've actually had her on the podcast. That was one of the fun episodes I did kind of introducing this topic and it was a pretty changing experience in the sense that I was looking at the photos like, wait, I'm hot. Like I can serve like, wow, like this is what I look like. Like I like it. And that was empowering and it was great. But then I also felt like once I sort of opened that door in my mind, I was thinking more about my body and I was like looking at my boobs and looking at my butt. And then that criticism started to come back in of like, well, are my boobs flat and are they sagging? And I have stretch marks when I have cleavage. And, you know, is my butt as big and strong as it used to be when I was lifting weights? So I almost felt like starting to think about my body again, let those thoughts creep in. And so now I've been trying to figure out how am I going to be in my own skin and feel sexy because I want to. I really feel like I know myself and I'm going to have regrets. I'm going to be 
later on in my life when things aren't looking the same and I probably will see like a young hot girl walk by absolutely slaying as she should and be like, why when I was her age, did I not wear the short, short skirt or pull my tits up, you know? And some other things that I think about when it comes to this is like, I feel very tied to being a quote role model and being someone that people look to. And I know that my platform started very tied to the important topic of mental health, which I still care about deeply. But a part of my mind trips me up when I think about the college coaches or the dads who found me three years ago and are like, you're such a good role model for my daughter, for the girls that I coach. And then all of a sudden I'm going to be dropping this sexy episode of Real Pod talking about what I'm talking about. I'm like thinking of them listening like it's not my normal content. I get held back because I'm afraid to post because of some of those people and also like family like I love my Yaya she's not gonna listen she doesn't listen to real pod isn't that like that's like a random little thing like she whether I don't know if she gets like listening and not seeing something but she doesn't listen which is kind of nice because she sees everything else I do and she responds to it and if I post anything remotely like sexy or seductive or like she's just very old-fashioned so she'll send me a message like I literally posted the thing about Olivia Rodrigo being like okay queen and my yaya sent me a message back like no need to show boobs or skin like modesty wins you know some sort of like old-fashioned like dm I mean she's in her late 80s and I think that comes in my head is I'm like okay yaya would see it I'm like would my older brother see it I mean at that point I'm past it like I'm married like you know clearly I'm not like your little sister who's like never had sex or never done all those things. But I definitely think I get bogged down by that. And then the third thing I'll say is I get very uncomfortable when I'm being sexualized by other people who I don't want to sexualize me. So for example, even today, I wore this sexy outfit. Okay, I came for the show. I thought I had to feel the vibes. I'm wearing like a tall leather boot. It's a heel. I've got on a very short skirt, like sitting is impossible in this skirt. That's how tiny it is. I wore a bodysuit. I wore, you know, a nice little push-up bra, get the girls up. And I feel like I got into the Uber today and I'm like self-conscious. Like, is he watching me walk to the Uber? Like, who does this bitch think she is? And then I'm walking in the place where I'm getting lunch and this like guy who's serving coffee behind the counter, I see him like look at my boobs and I'm like, okay, that's uncomfortable. So those things like I really don't like. I don't also like walking in front of people and thinking they're looking at my butt, you know? So I'm very uncomfortable when I'm being sexualized by like creepy dudes, honestly, to just like put a label on it. So that is something that keeps me and holds me back. Although Margot said on our episode together something that was really eye-opening, which was just how if I'm going to not be who I want to be or dress who I want to dress because of the way that a guy is going to view it or make me feel it's like a lose-lose because I don't get to live my truth and I don't get to dress how I want. And so I want to like take my power back and I can dress the way that I want. I can try to dress sexy because it makes me feel some type of way and I can't control how other creepy men are going to look at me or if they're going to say things. And like that is just unfortunately comes with the territory. This sexy solo episode is sponsored by my favorite AG1. If you're a longtime RealPod listener, you might know that I've been drinking AG1 for about like three years now. 
And I'm so glad I started taking AG1 because it is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. I mean, so many things. And since 2010, okay, AG1 is the OG. They have led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. I recommend AG1 to all of my family and friends. Seriously, I just sent a big package to my brother-in-law and then I just sent one to my brother because I was on trips with both of them recently and they're like, what are these little green packets you're drinking every morning? Because I was using the travel packs and I was like, it's AG1. You have to try it. You will love it. I promise you. So basically now I'm getting all my friends and family hooked. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner of mine for so long. I genuinely, genuinely love AG1. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash realpod. That's drinkag1.com slash realpod. Check it out. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, there are a lot of times in life where we think that we know what is good for us, but our brain can just keep getting in the way. I feel like that's been happening to me recently. I'm trying to fall asleep at night and my thoughts are just racing and racing and I'm trying my deep breathing. I'm trying the things, but it's just hard. And if you've ever felt like your brain is getting in its own way, therapy does help you figure out what's holding you back. So you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And that was something I definitely brought up in therapy this past week. I actually went this morning was why am I unable to kind of stop these racing thoughts? And look, that's just one of the things I brought up in therapy over the years because there are so many things I've been through that we all go through. That's what it means to be human, right? And I know how much I've benefited from therapy and that's why I'm such a big proponent of it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash realpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, better, H-E-L-P, dot com slash real pod to get 10% off your first month today. Christiana, any thoughts on what I should say next? Yeah. My producer is Mike today, which we love. Definitely. Mike in the sense that I'm holding my phone and talking (laughs) into it. I think the most important thing that you said that's really standing out to me is that Yuriaya, you know, reaching out and saying something to the effect of like, oh, modesty is key and you can accomplish these same things without showing your body sort of suggests to me that ultimately she thinks that I think maybe what a lot of people think, which is that when a woman is dressing in a way that feels sexy to her, she's giving something away or she's having something taken from her. When instead, a lot of times, uh, a lot of times when somebody is dressing sexy, man or woman, right? They're doing that because it makes them feel good. You know, they're not giving away something that has like a finite resource, you know? Well, I'm so glad you brought this up because it's making me think of something. And I don't even remember if it was Yaya who told me this or my grandma, who is my mom's dad, who's no longer with us. But it is this story of basically 
I literally remember being like 11 and one of my grandmothers being like, Victoria, you can be two types of cups in this world. You can be a styrofoam cup who gets used and thrown away and isn't cared about. Or you can be a china cup who is only taken out and used in the very most important moments and is really delicate and you're treated like china you know the way you treat a styrofoam cup versus a china cup and that became like a big thing like i really attached to stories like that and i remember thinking like i want to be a china cup and you know i was very prude and modest growing up i did not sleep with a lot of people it was like really hard to for me to be intimate because i think of these beliefs of like that would mean i'm a slut or that would mean i'm a whore or that would mean I am styrofoam, you know, and I really had this like moral tie to I thought it would be better to act in this more modest way. And I want to say that I think it did impact me a lot and like has an effect now. But I also want to just say like I have a lot of friends who are very different than me and I am so here for them. Like I don't judge them. I don't shame them like I have friends. It's, you know, you you bring one guy up, say goodbye to him. And the next one comes over 20 minutes later. And I'm like, get it, girl. Like, well, I love that for you. And I love listening and I love hearing all about it. It wasn't me for a few reasons. But I just think another reason is I'm like really weird about being intimate and like knowing people deeply. And I can't just do that with everyone. It's a mix of the stereotypes, but then also myself as a person. It's not like I wanted to hook up with a lot of guys and I didn't because I was worried about what people would think it like I literally didn't want to but I also think I had this in the background thought of oh and I'm so glad I am that way because it makes me a china cup do you know what I mean I do and you know what's so interesting too about that china cup story is the comparison is between two things that are meant to be used by other people neither of those things neither of the the objects in that story which are both both objects are things that are beings that have any sort of internal motivation, no sort of desires. It's not like choose who you want to be. It's choose how you want to get used by other people, which is already like a flawed premise. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll say, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There is nothing wrong with wanting attention. There is nothing wrong with wanting to have sex. Those are both human desires. And I hate that it gets leveled so often at women like, oh, she's only doing that because she wants attention. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. I love attention. It's great. Yeah. Why is that something that is so frequently leveled at women? And just the more that these types of conversations happen and we start to question things, literally the other day, Max and I were, I don't even know what we were doing. And sometimes we'll randomly throw out like baby names. Not that that's happening anytime soon, but it's just fun. And I was like, oh, how about this name? And he was like, oh, I like that name. But there was a girl like that in my high school who slept with the entire football team or so. He said something like that. And I was like, okay, what about, and I named one of his friends who probably slept with the entire volleyball team. I'm like, do you view him as like less than? Because like, I'm like, if he got with all those girls, you guys are like, oh, sick dude. Like how many girls on the team did you get with? Meanwhile, like this sweet girl with a beautiful name, you're like, oh no, like she got with too many guys. Like, and he, and I, and I love Max because he was like, he stood in silence. He nodded his head and he said, you're completely right. Like, you know, it's catching ourselves in these patterns of, how women are supposed to act and supposed to be. And I think it does make it really hard for me because that voice in my mind thinks promiscuous, trashy, slut, whore, like, because I really, 
I honestly think we grew up in the time that that was really apparent. I almost feel like for my grandma and my mom, they were even maybe more in like the 70s, 80s, like having that revolution in a way. And then I think in like the 90s, it was like when Vanessa Hudgens nudes were leaked, everyone was like passing them around and sending them and like Vanessa Hudgens is a slut, like her nudes were leaked. Meanwhile, now I'm older and I'm like, who the leaked these and as she should send those to the person that she's with like if she wants to you know I can I completely think about that situation differently absolutely absolutely and I remember too like do you remember this when like the literal day after Emma Watson turned 18 paps like fell over themselves trying to get a and successfully got like a crotch shot of her that they immediately leaked to where it, it made me realize I'm like oh it doesn't even matter whether or not the woman takes them herself. Like the world is basically just looking for any opportunity it can take to bring women down, especially if they are women who in Vanessa Hudgens case want to be sexy, want to share with their partners, what have you. But even in cases of people like Emma Watson, who was very much styled at least for years as like the good girl, the goodest girl, right? She was refined, polite, intelligent. She still is all of those things, but they just waited for the second she turned 18 to quote unquote, try and like demolish her image. Which is so gross. And we think about like, even now, I mean, we're seeing so much resurfacing, even like the old Britney videos of like her SNL thing with her boobs. Like, I mean, it's like really hard to watch nowadays, but something that I love that you said is, and she's still all those things, a complex and a narrative in my mind that I need to work through is I can be a role model and a mental health advocate and a great podcaster and a smart woman and post a thirst trap. Speak on it. Like, like, why do I think I can't be all of that? You know, I really feel like, yeah, I really, it's so hard. And I feel like the voice in my head says that I can't. Another thing that comes up for me is like, and maybe this goes back to your wanting attention thing is like, let's say I do want to post a thirst trap. Like I want to look sexy and I want to share that I look sexy. I can already see hate comments being like, well, why do you have to post it? If it's really for you, why are you putting it on the internet? You know? A thousand percent. And the hate comments too are always coming from people who are not comfortable with their own bodies, are not comfortable with their own relationship to sex, which understandably is a lot of people. It's most people because obviously like we are raised in a society. We live in a society where like Pretty much everyone is still being taught we a lot of those society. <laughs> same messages. I just, it's it's a lot to break free from. And we are, I think I've definitely seen like in my lifetime, you know, the way that we talk about girls 10 years ago versus now has dramatically changed, thank God. But there's still a lot to break free from for sure. Yeah, no, it's real. Obviously there are things that it's okay for me to have boundaries on and like things I don't want to talk about publicly. But even like saying the word sex on this podcast feels like I'm sinning. You are. No, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's so weird. Well, I know I'm never going to be someone who wants to talk publicly about my sex life or that. It's just not something I want to do publicly. I'm so open about that with my friends and have those conversations with people in my life. But yeah, I guess... That is a thing. I think it's also maybe weird for me to come across something I don't want to share publicly because I am so willing to share everything else publicly. But it is just such a sensitive 
topic for everyone. It's so layered. And obviously, I have a lot that I need to like uncover myself and work on. But I know I'm not the only one. And I actually posted on Instagram today asking you all to just share any questions that you had, comments, thoughts on the topic, so that I could kind of use those as guiding points. So I'm going to pull that up. Oh my gosh, so funny. The first thing I'm reading is struggles with embracing sexy when you're very close to your fam and they're very conservative. Yeah, I mean, we kind of touched on that and it is tough, but I feel like at the end of the day, and I come back to this a lot, whether we're talking about this topic of sexiness or something else, I think the most powerful thing you can do in your life is be true to who you are. And if that means like dressing sexier or being sexier, at the end of the day, you're being true to who you are. And I think that that is going to allow you to then be the best version of yourself and like live your best life. And I believe that that's what you should do. And it, and I need to take my own advice there as well. <laughs> Here's another one, how to handle when your family finds anything sexy, very inappropriate. I'm grateful that I don't have that. Like when I was young, even Lainey would like throw me in a crop top and be like, have fun at the concert. So, you know, it's not like the shame comes from my family or from religion. I mean, I would say a little bit from my grandma's, but that's it. So wait, would you say that it's self-imposed for you to some extent? Like society, but self-imposed? I think I might get confused with how much of it is societal and then how much of it I do think a lot of it is really from the body image food issues like seriously I don't think if I did the way that I had to stop caring about what my body looked like I think really turned off the connection to the sexiness because when I was in college like I felt very sexy like I thought that I knew what I was doing and I loved dressing hot and like posting a sexy photo I really feel like the biggest reason was that I've had to detach so much from my body and then trying to feel sexy again. I feel like I have to look in the mirror and be like, yeah, my body looks hot. And it's really hard for me to be thinking about my body in that way, because if you invite the positive thoughts in, of course, the negative is going to come. That's anything in life. You can't have positive without negative. So I'm trying to figure out how I can look at myself in the mirror and get hyped up and think I'm sexy and I'm hot and then also not criticize myself because it invites it in. If you're going to be traveling and looking for a great place to stay, look no further than Weston. Weston hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. They have signature offers like a variety of fitness options. So if you're trying to keep working out on the road, you can get that in. I know for me, I've got a really good physical fitness routine in person at home right now. But when I go on the road, that's often where I'm not moving my body as much as I would like to or that my body would like to be moving. So just knowing that it Weston. They have so many different fitness options to help you no matter what your wellness routine is, is amazing. And they have state-of-the-art equipment in their Weston workout fitness studios. They also have three and five mile scenic running maps, making it easy for you to find the best route to explore on foot. I always need to go out for fresh air on a walk, no matter what hotel or where I'm staying, just to get out of the room and like out of whatever I'm doing on the trip. So I would for sure be getting this run map if I was staying at Weston, but I would run it. I'd probably walk it. Let's be real. But still, the map would be clutch. Not to mention, customize your workout while on the go with the Hyperice and Bala products to borrow during your stay. I mean, Hyperice, wow. The former athlete in me is like big Hyperice fan. 
Find wellness on your next stay at Westin because at Westin Hotels, there's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well and sleep well so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Westin. I cannot say enough about how much I love Element. It is the tastiest, I think the best electrolyte drink mix. And actually one of you posted that you got Element using the real pod code and you tagged me. And so I messaged you back and was like, bestie, prepare because this is going to change everything. That's how much I love it. Element contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio of 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams magnesium, and it's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs, and it's perfectly suited to anyone, no matter what sort of dietary restrictions you might have, and it's just the best, okay? First of all, electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in our bodies, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. Element can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and so many other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency, especially when you're working out, when you're sweating. The primary electrolyte lost is sodium, and athletes can lose up to seven grams per day. So when sodium is not replaced, it's common to experience muscle cramps and fatigue, et cetera. Right now, Element is offering RealPod listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. So that's eight single serving packets for free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash RealPod. This deal is only available through my link. So you must go to drinkelement.com slash realpod. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash realpod. What other practices or, because I think looking in the mirror is a big one, what other practices have you kind of put in place for yourself? It sounds like putting together outfits that make you feel hot has been part of it. Yes. I like putting together a great outfit and trying to push the boundaries there and trying to take up space. I feel like even today I'm wearing these big tall heeled boots and sometimes wearing heels as a tall person or, you know, having an outfit that like really goes there and then walking around and feeling like, oh my God, I'm not actually disappearing. Like in this outfit, I'm like drawing attention. I'm drawing the eye. And like, I think women can feel uncomfortable with that. And like, we just need to be reserved and we need to be chill and that we're being judged in so many ways. So we're like constantly thinking about how can I be judged? And then how can I like counter that and not be annoying in any way or not try to be a pick me girl, right? It's like, you're we're trying so hard to like, sense and pick up what like the world's going to judge us as every day. And I think I've been trying to like lean more into what I want, whether that's dressing, honestly, the makeup. I've gotten super into makeup. I love putting on makeup. I love getting my makeup done, especially when I was playing sports. You know, my nails weren't painted. I wasn't wearing jewelry. I wouldn't put jeans on. I barely did my hair. I barely put on makeup and there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't look back and have regrets because I don't even know when I would have fit in doing my makeup for the day to wipe it all off at one o'clock for volleyball and then what, put it back on for class. Like that wasn't happening, but it's kind of where I'm at now with like exploring it more. And I think what I've really learned a lot from Ella, who's one of my best friends and I know you all probably love and know Ella Halikas. She's a Sports Illustrated model. She is the queen of confidence and she just elicits it and owns it. And it's really helped to give me this permission of like, 
even when I put my boots on today, I was like, this is such an Ella thing. Like Ella would fucking slay like this. And I feel uncomfortable like popping off like this because it's not, I would usually put on a sneaker and like, you know, tuck my hair behind my ears and just try to be a bit more chill. So I think those things have have helped and also just the like believing it. I think when it comes to intimacy and like being with your partner, I try to think of it in the other way. Like there's not a thing Max could do, a sound he could make, a way he could look, a pimple somewhere on his body that would make me love him less. If anything, if there was any like imperfection on Max at a given moment, it would make me think he was cuter and I would love him more. Even sometimes the gross things where it's like a guy's grossness, like I still love him to death and that's not changing how I feel about him. And so I try to flip the script and remind myself that he feels the same way about me. If anything, way farther, way farther. He's got way more goggles. So I try to tell myself like, own your body, own your sexiness, own the energy. And like, of course, there's not a thing you could do that your husband is gonna not be attracted to you or think you're weird or make fun of you or laugh at you. Like, cause I would never do those things to him. And so why am I acting like I need to be so afraid when I'm around Max, you know? Absolutely. I do. I truly do. Christiana has a Max, everyone. I have a Max. It's like so literally funny. his name is Max. His name is also Max <laughs> and he's also 6'5". I love it. Those are those are literally a rare breed and they're the best breed. Yeah, and he's also super into football like your Max as well. I think they would both probably extremely enjoy being uh, coaches or general managers of a sports team. Yeah, no, we need to do the double date soon. Yeah, and also I definitely would love to see if you and your Max, because I did do this to mine, did the, the Travis Kelsey test, the Taylor Swift put him on the map test. Oh my gosh. I didn't do it because Max, like he's a full Swifty. He would be like, give me a logical answer. Like, of course, or according to the mainstream media, but not according to football. Like (laughs) I knew he wouldn't get worked up because he's such a Swifty. Another thing that comes up for me and you guys, I'm looking at your questions, but honestly, it's a lot about what I'm talking about now. So I feel good that we're hitting it is in the book I'm reading with Aubrey, A New Earth on my spinoff limited series podcast, So Much to Say, there's this part in one of the chapters talking about the female pain body. And it's essentially how way back in the day, like if we think about history, how any women who were like in touch with their sexuality or sleeping around or any, I'm like butchering it, but like think about what the whole witch hunt thing. It was like any feminine energy or any female that like stuck out from the crowd was literally murdered, literally murdered. Like that after years and years and years and years is gonna stay like, you know, when you think about having intuition or like a gut feeling, like that's part of the collective female pain body. And also I think we've seen this discussed in mainstream media recently is the patriarchy versus femininity and how literally men and some really conservative people like can't even handle whether it's, well, I don't know if I want to take it here, but do you know what I'm saying? I guess depends on how political you want to get, but like you can definitely say that the consequences of having like this disdain for femininity of seen has resulted in the upheaval and overturning of Roe v. Wade. It's also, there's we see that clash continued in like in the way that some people have, 
you know, have reacted to Taylor Swift's success, however you want to say it, but. Yes, that retweet, retweet. I think, you know, knowing that and recognizing like how it is a whole system and it's a bigger thing than just us, I think has some comfort because then I feel less like, I'm the problem or I can't feel sexy and more so recognize the environment that we're in that is making it hard for a lot of women to really, you know, step into that. Ooh, someone just added a comment. They said lingerie goes a long way. Makes me feel so hot. I completely agree with this. And I remember, I don't know if you guys remember this from my Instagram stories, but I was wearing like I have nude all my, oh my God, this is another thing. All of my underwear is nude. You don't know why it's nude? Because growing up, Lainey would be like, make sure your bra straps are nude because if you can see them or they're colored, that's tacky, literally. So growing up, I was like terrified to have a bra strap showing or a colored bra. And all of my lingerie, it's not, I want to not even call it lingerie. All of my literal like granny panties and bras are skin color. And I was at Max's parents' house over the holidays last year. And I remember sweet Cheryl, my mother-in-law did our laundry. So nice of her. And I remember like going to grab my bra and I like went to grab it. And then I realized that it was hers. And then I had this quiet moment of Victoria, the fact that you thought that your bra was your mother-in-law's no hate to Cheryl. She still got it. And she's a beautiful queen. But I was like, okay, like we could be, we could be pushing the boundaries a little little bit bit. more here. (laughs) A little bit more, just a little. And so from that moment, I've been like trying, what do I have on today? I have on like more of a bronzy type color, which is better, but I completely agree. Literally, actually Max and I went on a little getaway recently and I went out of my way to purposely pack like this lingerie bodysuit I just got from Aritzia. And you know what? It it dual plays. Not only is it a lingerie piece, but I could wear it with jeans. And in fact, I want to. And is that, are people going to look at it and think, oh my God, is that literally underwear? Like who cares? But I definitely agree. I think lingerie goes a long way. And I think you feel good about it, whether it's for someone else or it's just for you. Like when you wake up in the morning and you have a matching bra and a matching thong and a little lace or a little bow on it, and then you put your clothes on top of it, like you might feel sexy. I actually have one, one more thing to add to this lingerie moment. As you mentioned, you went on vacation and you packed something special. If you're just getting into lingerie or just getting into dressing sexier, vacation is an excellent opportunity to try out something that'll push some push you a little bit out of your comfort zone. Because if it's something that you're going to wear while you're on vacation, either it's just going to be you and your partner and you can debut it there. Or if it's something you want to wear out, nobody knows you. Be as bold as you want. Yeah. Enjoy. I love that. And also you feel a little bit better because I think sometimes our egos can be very fragile. If you like try to surprise your partner wearing something when they got home and they were like, what are you doing? Like, and they, and they, you have that little awkward banter of like, this is so out of the norm. Whereas like when you're on a vacation or you're somewhere else, it is like more of that equal territory where you're not in the routine. So I love that point. And then the next thing that I was going to say too, is someone commented often it is liberating to take longer to get ready after a shower. And like, I completely agree when I'm getting ready for a date night with Max. Can I have a little glass of rosé? Can I be playing sexy music? I love sexy music. Something else that Margot told me off air. You guys, you need to listen to the Margot episode if you're enjoying this because that was a great episode is when she takes a shower. She's like, I take a shower and I, I don't just get in and get out. Like 
I feel the water on my skin and I soap my legs and I, you know, it's like you, you start to feel yourself and like take that time to get in touch with your body. No mirror involved, you know, no judgment involved, but like really being present in your skin and noticing how the water feels and like slowing that stuff down. And I love it. And I also think, I think music is big. There are some songs that you hear and you're just like, this makes me feel sexy. It makes me want to be sexy. One of my favorite songs for that is Freaky Deaky by Doja Cat. I'm feeling freaky deaky. It's just such a good song. And that was my hype up song for my boudoir shoot, in case you were curious. <laughs> okay, someone actually did say, and this is hard for me to talk about. This is like past my boundary, but I do want to just say this for all for everyone out there. This person said, freeing yourself in sparkles, sexy time not feeling self-conscious, overthinking it. I know what you're saying, but I think just like being present, being confident. Actually, I had read this differently. I thought this person was referring to like alone sexy time. I thought that's why they put it that way. It seems like maybe this is with a partner, but I just need to say this. It just has to be said. When I hear about a friend or a friend of a friend or a person who's never had the opportunity or been able to... (laughs) I know what you're going to say. And it makes me cry. No, literally. I think you guys can read between the lines. That is, it is illegal. Like you, like it is possible for you. It is possible for you. You just need to keep trying, need to keep adjusting, go back to the drawing board. Like that is one of the things that actually breaks my heart. We talk about the way it's like women are oppressed, like women not being allowed to experience pleasure, feel pleasure, or the girls that I know who like men are using them for pleasure and they're not experiencing any of it. Like, hurts my heart. And it's just, it's important for mental health. It's important for wellness. It's natural. It's a part of being human. So I just have to go on record and say, if that is you and you've never experienced it before, which is totally normal. And I know so, so, so many people, so many people, you are not alone. It is more than you think. Please do not give up on yourself. (laughs) Seriously. No, don't give up on yourself. It's one of the best things about being human. Uh, It really is wonderful. You deserve it. Truly, Mm -hmm. you deserve it. It doesn't matter whether or not you do it with a partner, but it would be great to start with yourself. Start with yourself and then that'll help you build your relationship with yourself, which when you have a good relationship with yourself, trust me, you are a bang-a-rang time in the sack. (laughs) Okay. I love that you're here to really just throw in, throw in the actual comments. Love that. Love that. You guys, I'm at baby steps. Okay. I'm sorry if I'm sounding taboo. It still feels taboo for me. So, you know, this is literally episode one. Hopefully I'll listen back to this in a year and be like, oh my God, that was so cute and funny. Oh, someone said this, how to not feel awkward. I'm married. And when I try to act sexy, I feel awkward and uncomfortable. I relate to that. I definitely relate to that as well. And someone else said like, how to initiate more, or how to communicate. Someone that I love to follow is actually Sex with Emily. She's a great follow. Christiana, do you know her? I do. Yeah, she's a good account. So I would follow Sex with Emily. She also has a podcast. But something that she says is to have these conversations like outside of the bedroom at a time where it's even playing ground. No one feels like they're going to be insulted. It's a very sensitive topic. So like if you're literally hooking up with your partner and then you say like, actually, I prefer this or I don't like that, like they could feel like it's in the moment. It's it's hard. So I remember one time like Max and I were on a walk and like we brought it up and then we were able to talk about like, where are we at? How are we feeling? What do we want? Like, I think that that is the best way to do it and talk about any of these things so that you can share like, I'm struggling to feel sexy. And maybe they'd say, oh my gosh, babe, what? You're the sexiest person ever. Like, I can't believe you feel that way. 
Or maybe they'd say, oh my gosh, me too. Like, you know, whatever it is. I think the biggest thing is to have the conversation outside of the bedroom and also to have it from the perspective of we. You're together talking about this thing as opposed to it's someone else's fault or you need more from them. I honestly feel like for a lot of, not this past year, because I kind of had this revelation like a year ago, but I've been slowly working on it. But I used to think like, you know, everything was Max's fault. I'd be like, Max, you have to make me feel this way. You have to do this. Like if I wasn't feeling sexy, I thought it was on him. Like my husband or at the time, my boyfriend, fiance, she made me feel sexy. And I realized, no, 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 it's not on him. Like I am responsible for how I feel and like my own confidence. So I think when you have this conversation, you want to talk about it like, hey, here's this thing. Here's what I'm struggling with. Here's where I'd like it to be. Here are my thoughts. Like, what do you think? What are you struggling with? What are your thoughts? And having that team mindset. And I think that goes for like all tough conversations, you know, in a couple. The way that this has been framed to me and it truly changed uh, every aspect of my life, but especially in relationships is it's always us versus the problem, not Mm -hmm. me versus you. Yes. I love it. Us versus the problem. Bible. All right, we are almost on time. So the very last thing I'll read from one of you is how do we begin this journey? How to claim your sexiness, teach the gals. Okay, I think this is just the perfect place to end. Like, where do we go from here? So I think some little challenges you can give yourself are wearing something a bit more promiscuous than you'd usually wear, listening to some of that sexy music, you know, having that little glass of wine to take the edge off or having a great call with one of your close friends where you can kind of feel like you can let this off your chest and get some advice. I think for me, I am going to try to slowly overcome the discomfort I have by little exposures. And I think that's the answer for everything in life, right? Like even wearing the outfit that I wore all day today, which I'll post on the Real Pot Instagram today so you can see it feels like a big step for me or not a big step, but like if it's something, you know, it's more that it's me trying. And I think doing this once the next time I won't hesitate to grab the tall boots and the mini skirt. So I think seeing where you can like slowly push your boundaries and push your limits so that you can begin these exposures and start to feel more comfortable about it. One other thing that just goes for anything in life is trying to catch yourself judging yourself and trying to quiet that voice. I feel like especially with this, that judgment is going to come in. It's going to make statements like you shouldn't do that. You look this way. You're not this. You know, this is embarrassing. This, that you're going to like when you catch that judgment, it's so sneaky and remind yourself, huh, I'm not going to judge. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to experience. I'm just going to try something new. And so trying to quiet that shaming voice, I think will go a long way. But I love this for us. We're all on our sexy journey. Sexy journey officially starts today. Let's go. Hopefully I'll do another episode like this soon, giving you an update. I think especially around the holidays, like this is the perfect time, you know? Well, that's kind of a lie. Hot girl summer would have been the perfect time. Uh, hey, everyone. Hot girl summer just ended, but here's your advice. Time for, it's time for hot girl autumn. I think hot girl autumn is a thing. I think it is. Okay, no, that's all we're doing. Short skirts. It's we're doing it. hot girl autumn. Okay. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Real Pod. Love you all. And I'll see you next Wednesday. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.